Welcome to Love Goddess Podcast, the place for girls who want to conquer the world. Love Goddess is an irresistible and magnetic woman who unapologetically steps into her power, claims that she is worthy of iconic life, love, and sex, puts herself first and becomes self-obsessed but from a healthy place of integrity and spirituality. Love Goddess is a femme fatale who awakens sexual tension, desire, admiration, and adoration in others because fun and pleasure is her measurement for success. She seduces herself first and turns herself on with a feeling of aliveness and passion. Love Goddess shatters glass ceilings on a path towards her big dreams and big goals because she knows she is unlimited and unstoppable and everything is possible for her to create juicy, indulgent lifestyle she desires. Your new portion of Love Goddess Poison starts now. Hello beautiful love goddess, welcome back to a recording of another episode of the Love Goddess podcast with your host Katya Melvin and uh, today I want to share um, a story with you that was inspired by a question I received from one of the love goddesses that came to my Ignite Your Sexy workshop. She has shared me shared with me um, a story how she goes on these dates and um, keeps repeating uh, some form of a pattern where she is trying to find her husband. She is in her 30s. She wants to have a baby and her clock is ticking is how she awarded it and she really wants to find someone she can create that life together with and uh, become a mother and fulfill herself um, in a role of uh, being a mother being a wife being a woman she is looking for uh, relationships security and so she was telling me about her plans and how she meets people and how she assesses them and how she judges them. However, uh, she also expressed very closed off body language and her actions contradicted her words. Um, She was very closed off emotionally in her body language to meeting new people. And I, and during our conversation together, uh, she has shared that she has a belief system of being afraid, like that the world is such an evil place and people have even intentions and evil ideas and they want to uh, only do bad things with you. And so her body language was very closed off and she was emitting that closed off energy uh, from everything that um, she was doing even just by talking with me and um, 
we sat down with her after the workshop and she has shared with me a little bit more of her story what she's looking for and um, this woman had it all planned out she had her uh, idea planned out of who the man is she had very judgmental approach to men she was meeting uh, on top of being that um, fearful uh, being in that mentality of hey the world is this evil place and I need to be careful who I open up to and uh, all of that resulted in very close off body language and uh, very kind of like she was signaling with everything her presence and how she was positioning like don't come to me I don't want to talk to you I don't want to be approached and so these are the kind of results she was getting but she also shared with me um, that she is having a pattern of low vibe men that she is meeting and so I want to talk on one of the aspects of um, this conversation that her and I had and I want to talk um, on the second aspect of the conversation in another podcast episode that um, we'll go ahead and uh, put it on a schedule. However, uh, today's subject is uh, resistance. Um, The whole idea of I need to have a man because I'm running out of time. Uh, The whole idea of um, I am terrified to be alone in this life. And yet (laughs) her her mentality and her, that's why she was not getting anywhere. It's because her mindset was contradicting um, one statement, I want. I don't want to be alone, I want to have a man who will protect me and create a family with me and so I'm not all by myself, right? And then this other idea, oh, wow, the world is a um, really scary place to live in, uh, created so much resistance. But on top of that, she was putting so much pressure and so much agenda into the fact that she needed to find a man to marry. She needed to um to find love and she had these like I started going like before I was going I was dating on tinder and dating on bumble and all these online dating and and that's I'm sharing her story from her own words right uh then I I realized that like the men I'm meeting in these places they're no good I'm meeting low value men all that stuff right so I switched she said I switched to go to networking meetings but the people I meet at networking meetings <laughs> the people I meet at networking meetings are married <laughs> So she's like, uh, you know, and I started going to wineries. So now I try to meet people in person. So she has these plans of actions. And yeah, great. She's like going to places and doing things. But she's going to places with this very specific agenda to find the right man, to be the huntress. And that is exactly what prevents her from finding the man. 
right? So, and let me prove my point here. And I'm gonna, and this is where I'm gonna share my story of how I met my husband and what do I mean by uh, releasing the resistance, right? That agenda is that need, I need to find the man, is resistance. And we are like wrapping into even deeper spiritual principle of surrender and resistance. That's how your normal life stuff, life stuff, relationship stuff, business stuff, all connects and comes down to spirituality. We are tying this principle of surrendering the outcome, surrendering our agenda, surrendering our plans to God, Allah, universe, you name it, right? To I'm going to use the word universe. You can replace that word with whatever belief system you have. And so surrendering that outcome to a higher force, to higher um, uh, mental plane or whatever, right? Surrendering that resistance because it is nothing but resistance. It's agenda-based, fear-based um, idea that I have to find the men by this time because then I'm not going to have enough time to give birth to um, a child and all that over and over and over and over. That is what detracting, uh, that what, that is what creating this uh, misalignment with her de- true desire. And her true desire is to be the energetic match to that person who will come into her life life however the only reason why she's not matching to that energy is because she's now in the energy of fear what if I am not gonna find that person what if what if what if and this is an energy of resistance and she's if she continues in that energy um, she's not gonna find that man and so with that being said um I'm going to share my story and then I'm going to share stories of some other women as well. (sighs) My story of releasing resistance back in 2005 when I first came to the United States. I was 19 years old. Um, By that time, I probably had um, seven sex partners, if not more. (laughs) And... um, and the reason why I had seven sex partners is because they all they wanted was not one night stand with me. And I wanted um, true love. I wanted true love. And I was looking for that true love in every single one of these guys. And all I got was that emotional unavailability that unreadiness, that like usage mentality, and that hurt, right? And uh, I, I was just so ready to find my man. And um, when I came to United States in 2005, just like the whole experience of a new country altogether is a beautiful experience on its own, right? Now it's my home, but back then it was fresh, it was new, it was exciting, it was so much more uplifting, it was so much more high vibe. And um, I met a man who was decent, I would say, um, at that time, I thought that that was my best of the best. 
Like I couldn't. I that was my best uh, man so far with how he was taking care of me. I then um, made like this decision. I never date Russian guys because like every Russian guy just like don't treat women the same. Uh, I know I have misconception on this and it is part of my limiting beliefs but like I haven't dated Russian guys since because they don't value like in my they, I okay I wouldn't say all Russian guys do that but in my experience uh every single one of them that I dated wanted sex wanted to use me did not want to even open doors for me like do the regular care thing um and um they were very emotionally unavailable so i was like fuck russian guys i'm gonna date americans (laughs) and uh that was my first american boyfriend uh we spent uh probably three months together uh as a couple and um so far that was my longest uh first first and longest um like i would say longish term relationship uh and uh he was taking care of me he was doing things for me right uh i felt the love i felt the love i fell in love right but the problem was i was international exchange student and then my visa expired in october and i had to go home uh and i did not know if i would get back to the country the next year and i would do everything i can but even back then it was rather difficult to get like a certain type of visa because there is always a chance they're not going to approve it. Um, so I went back home. Uh, we probably, uh, and, and back then we didn't have like texting was not a thing. Uh, email was a thing, I think. Uh, phone call was a thing. So we probably kept in touch for about a month and then he would just disappear. He would not respond. I started uh, going crazy. Uh, that was, I went through a turmoil um, trying to understand like, what happened all of a sudden? Why he ghosted? And that was like in a true sense, a ghosting story. Uh, why he ghosted? And uh, like, did he die? Did he go into an accident? I called his work. I was that crazy girlfriend. Like I, I called his work. I called his mom. I just wanted to know what the fuck happened. So I like at least find some kind of peace in the um, understanding of what's going on. And I couldn't. And imagine me living um, nine months without that knowledge still guessing for the entire freaking nine months what happened will we ever meet you like I I only lived on that story well thank god things worked out in a sense of I got my visa I traveled to another city city to get my visa it was approved I got my tickets went back to United States already with a plan that I'm gonna stay um and um and yeah like the the whole experience of meeting him for the first time uh it was so pathetic um I went to a store where my friend worked and I asked so what happened to this guy I'm not gonna call let's let's call him John I don't want to call his like I don't want to give out his name because some people who might be listening to them to that uh know who I'm referring to because he's still around right in fact I've kind of came across to him and spoke to him multiple times after that um but uh my girlfriend 
And the sword told me, yes, he's still around, everything's fine, and he's married to another Russian girl. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, and she told me, yep, he lives at this apartment, this apartment. So if you don't know the story, we don't have like the, <laughs> we have to find our own place to live the job offers that we were under as uh, employment, like as a summer student um, for employment in North Car- uh, in Corolla, North Carolina. Uh, there is this one apartment complex in a very small uh, vacation town, right? Uh, where all international students live. And you knock on the door and ask, uh, do you have a bed available? <laughs> it's so pathetic. Anyway, uh, we had to do that anyway. And he was living at that apartment complex, right? And so I needed my closure. I went and knocked on the freaking door. And the door opens and there is like this heavy wall of smoke. They smoke inside the house. Like I was like, what? That's disgusting. And the whole like the, the cloud of smoke comes out of that door. And then he comes out in his underwear and, and like completely beat up, depressed. Like, I was like, whoa, this is not the same person. I knew what the hell happened. He was freaking shocked to see me because that was very unexpected. And I go, well, hello. (laughs) So that was a very awkward 10 minute conversation that happened there and he had he told me oh I need to go to my uncle's funeral so like he needed to like uh, wrap up the conversation like what the, what the, right uh so anyway that was my story of uh what I thought was love that did not work out again again right number seven (laughs) so at that point I was so done 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 with all these people I was so tired of uh you know looking for that love and it's not coming to me and uh I just I just said you know what that makes me so angry everything makes me so angry at this point I am done looking for love. I am done looking for love. I will not look for love any longer. I'm going to be pissed at all the guys. Period. Period. I said it. I said it to everyone around me. I said it to my girlfriends. I said, I'm going to be a bitch. Like, everyone is a player. They use me. I'm going to be a freaking player right? That's where my roots of femme fatale came to life originally, right? That's where it all started. That's where it all originated because I was so mad at the entire manhood because I was so broken and so hurt and I could not find my love and I was so upset and pissed and all of that where I said, I'm going to be a player. I'm going to play guys because they play me all the time. And I'm done being played. I'm done being played. But the story of release. So I released my looking for love agenda, which I've been in probably since I was 11, if not earlier, right? Like I was looking for that love and I wanted to be loved and appreciated and worshipped and all of that. 
and um yeah I said fuck everything I'm done I'm done I'm done and um not even kidding you three days later three three days later I meet my husband three days later I meet my husband universe works quick like very quick right when you release your resistance and become unattached to the result and the outcome that you're looking for so people think why are you so spiritual woo woo wah wah like no this is the rules to life I before I, that that was my pattern of thinking spirituality has nothing to do with life no it has everything to do with life that's how you work the life you play the game of life I learned the rules I'm teaching this to other women and so anyway I uh, meet my husband and I'm in this uh, really kind of uh, mentality of being so pissed off at other people and at um, other at, at the guys and I just want revenge I want revenge because I'm uh, I'm in this energy of I'm done being played and my husband is so sweet and accommodating and like I was like he's gonna be my first victim I'm gonna play this guy right and he is like just too sweet Right, like, I almost feel bad to, like, do bad things to him. Like, he's not an asshole. I was like, like, I don't want to hurt this guy. So, like, I almost, like, made a decision. Like, you know what? Like, um, you know, I thought <laughs> it's really strange that, the, like, it worked out this way. But, like, I don't want to play this guy. I'm going to go play another guy. I'm done. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt this guy. He's too good. Right. And so we kind of at that point probably, um, and I wouldn't say dated because like we didn't put label on our relationship. We kind of just like, you know, our first night together, we like slept in the same bed, like meaning we didn't have sex, but we like fell asleep together. And, um, you know, that started like, I don't know, it's... <laughs> And, and maybe it is worthy for me to like talk about my relationship and how my relationship started with my husband. And I will address that in another podcast. But anyway, fast forward to the moment about two weeks later, you know, I'm still in this mindset. I want to play guys and we're at a party. I'm getting drunk, getting all like brave and stuff. And I tell him, listen, <laughs> you know what, like, you're too nice, like, this is going somewhere, but I do not want to be heartbroken again, I'm done with that, and this is, <laughs> and I gave him an ultimatum, and I said, like, these are our two options, option one, we either doing this, and we're going for a long-term relationship, and that's where, you know, and we'll proceed that route, and if that's cool with you, great, we'll do that, Option two, we break up like right now, like right now. And I'm kidding you not. This is exactly what I expected for him to say is that, yeah, I don't want long-term relationship. Well, like we're going to break up. I 100% expected to break up with him at that moment. I did never expected for him to say I want long-term relationship. 
And uh, to my utter shock, because I was literally ready to break up with him, to my utter shock, he said, yeah, I want long-term relationships too. And I was like, no way. What? Really? Okay. So we didn't break up. In fact, uh, it went very quickly from that point. About a week later, we moved in together. It went very fast. It developed very fast. Uh, and the fact that I didn't have proper like housing situation um, as international students did definitely play a part. <laughs> but on that story, another time. And, uh, and guess what? Uh, what? We are 17 years together at this point. It's 2023. We are 17 years together and uh, still together, still married. In fact, I consider myself so incredibly lucky. Uh, and all of that to say this is what happened when I chose myself first and I decided I'm not going to be played anymore. And second, I released my search for that true love that up until then I was looking for years after years, right? Like at that point, it probably been 10 years that I was looking for my true love. So with that said, it comes to you when you release that agenda, when you release that need to um, have someone by a certain date and go look for it and 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 it's just you when you are not when you have that resistance within you and it is what you are emitting energetically you will continue uh, attracting some kind of emotionally unavailable guys with low quality or something, something. So, so my lesson to you, or the lesson that I'm giving you today, is release that resistance, release that resistance. And now, uh, I don't think we have um, time for other women's stories, but I will share you with you. The fact that uh, so many women came through our boudoir studio space and said, when I chose myself and I started concentrating on um, getting my personal development up, uh, focusing on myself, choosing myself, choosing self-love, that is when I, I found the one. He came to me. I didn't even look for it. He came to me and uh, I found the one. So my lesson to you, or my, my um, yeah, today's lesson is release the resistance. When you release the resistance, whether it's in relationship, in other areas that you're struggling with, things just happen. They just come to you. You, you, you remove that resistance that is blocking for those things to come in. And um, I also want to share with you that I created Love Goddess Studio in Virginia Beach as a place to have sisterhood events, workshops, retreats, 
slumber parties <laughs> please come join us locally we are an exclusive social club right now we have introductory offer of a very low membership and it's going to be going up to um, much higher but all-inclusive uh, model very soon uh, go to lovegoddess.com to check out what we do and who we are uh, we will also be launching the online version of that as well so please make Make sure go to lovegoddess.com for your supply of high vibe energy and high vibe sisters uh, and this is also the place where you tap into your feminine energy and learn how you can become a love goddess and with that my love thank you for tuning in and i will talk to you soon You've completed this episode of a Love Goddess podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to message me on Instagram and let me know that you had a breakthrough and enjoyed this episode. For more information on what we do and who we are, go to lovegoddess.com. That is Love Goddess with one D and three S dot com to learn about our services and to get in touch with me directly.